I was listening to Mandy when she was saying that she doesn't know me. The thing is, I don't want Mandy to know me. I have all the advantage. I know Mandy Rose at this point. Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves, and it is hard to believe, but the showcase of the Immortals is not that far off in the horizon. Tickets for the premier event in live entertainment, WrestleMania, go on sale today. So don't waste any time. Get your tickets now. They're going to go fast. Saturday, April 1st, Sunday, April 2nd, twenty. 23 when WWE rolls into Hollywood and we take over SoFi Stadium, home of the Rams, home of the Chargers, a state-of-the-art facility for the spectacle every year that hits home runs. That was a terrible, terrible analogy because I just made football puns now into baseball. I'm going to pick a lane. I'm going to stay in it. We got you covered. Lots to get to. Of course, I cannot navigate these waters without my first mate. He is the Beavis to my butthead. Actually, wait, scratch that. I think he's more of my steward to my Beavis or Butthead. You would definitely catch this guy wearing a winger shirt. He is the NXT oh, 2.0 <laughs> play-by-play lead announcer, Mr. Vic Joseph. Vic, what's the word, my friend? I, I do enjoy some winger from here and there. It was great. Nice volley. We hit a goal right there. We're going to get all the sports puns out of the way in the first 90 seconds of the show. So I, I woke up on that. the right side of the bed today, Vic. This is unusual territory for me. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm well-rested, but uh, I woke up. I'm feeling all right. I had a nice, nice little breakfast. Uh, I'm ready to discuss all of the changes happening weekly. Seemingly minute after minute in the world of WWE, we got a ton to get to. Well, before we get to all that, you bring up breakfast. I have a bone to pick with something you put out on social media. Oh, God. We'll join the club. Yeah, well, I'm going to join that club. Just because you put an egg on something, it doesn't make it breakfast. It 100% does. No, it doesn't. It, it does not it make it absolutely breakfast. Makes absolutely makes any does food not. possible qualify nope. as breakfast if you add an egg to it. Do you know why? Do you know what inspired that tweet, Vic? The day before, I had made some delicious burgers on my smoker that I was very proud of, and I had a few left over. So I woke up in the morning, and I decided, man, I'm hungry. I need to eat. But I don't know that eating a cheeseburger is socially acceptable at 930 in the morning. I was very hungry. My better half was making eggs in the kitchen. And I said, hey, why don't you make me one of those eggs? And she did. And did I, you say it like that? How did, did you actually say it? Exactly like I just reenacted. Hey, <laughs> why don't you make me one of those eggs? Did you and wink? She, I, I might have winked. There might have been a wink. <laughs> but she provided me a, a fried egg, which I carefully placed atop the cheeseburger that I had constructed and it was amazing. It was the best way to start the day. Better than this morning's breakfast. But yes, you can put an egg, you can no. put an egg on anything. But you can put an egg on a slice of pizza. And guess what? Now you can have pizza for breakfast. It's fine. No, you it, don't yes. take Cheerios and sprinkle it on ice cream and go, oh, guess what? Breakfast. You could. That's actually yeah, very it's reasonable. It's not breakfast. Uh, it depends on what time of day you're eating it. Sure it is. The first meal of the day, de facto breakfast. If I decide that I want to, you know, take a take a leftover chunk of steak and throw an egg beside it, guess what, Vic? Steak and eggs. Not any different. It's still a cheeseburger with an right. egg on it. You're simply, you are constructing the same things differently. It's like Mexican food. All Mexican food is the exact same ingredients. They just 
construct it differently. If you throw an egg on it, it's breakfast, period. I'm going to die on this hill. We'll let the listeners go on social media using the hashtag ATB and tell us what they think. Because I well, the think hashtags it is after the bell, Vic. Do your homework. After the after bell. After the bell. Yeah, you got to write the whole after thing the out. ATB, no one uses that. But yeah, they, they should. I want, I want to let everybody, I want everyone to weigh in on that. We need to do one of those voting polls. Is Graves right or is Vic wrong? Those are your two choices. I figured you'd put is Graves right or is Graves right so you would win. Well, I did. I'd win either way. There is change in the air. We've been talking about it for the past few weeks here on After the Bell, in front of the cameras, behind the cameras. It has continued to pick up speed, to pick up momentum. I want to take it back to the last Friday, a week before today, I should say, and the closing shocking moments of Friday Night SmackDown with the return of Karrion Cross. Now, Vic, he's a guy that you and I have talked about for a long time. I, I actually got to call his NXT championship victory with you and I believe it was, what, TakeOver 30. Yep. Cross is a guy that I've looked at for quite some time, and I know I'm not alone, and I see dollar signs. I see potential. He's big. He's believable. He looks cool. Now you've got the complete package with Scarlett arriving on Friday Night SmackDown, taking out Drew McIntyre. You pretty much cannot premiere or debut or whichever word you choose to use in any bigger fashion than what Cross did on Friday night. This is Roman Reigns, head of the table, biggest star in the industry right now. Drew McIntyre, one of the hottest stars we've had for quite some time, preparing for this massive epic match, Clash at the Castle, first UK premium live event in 30 years. It's going to be enormous. But here comes the harbinger of sorrow, carrying Cross, and dribbled McIntyre's skull off the ring stairs like a, a spudweb crossover. It was magical. Just destroyed Drew. And in the end, everybody's asking, what the hell was that all about? If you knew Karrion Cross from NXT, or even his cup of coffee that we won't really speak of on Monday Night Raw, because let's be honest, it wasn't great. I remember when it happened. I was calling it, and I'm going, man, this doesn't feel right. This isn't what we need. This isn't who this dude is. I have a very, very optimistic feeling after seeing him show up on Friday Night SmackDown, that we're going to get to see the best carrying cross, and he's going to be a big-time player in the weeks and months and potentially years to come in WWE. You know, I've always had a great respect for carrying uh, cross when he was in NXT for what he did, uh, the injury he sustained actually in that championship match. If you remember, he right. severely injured his shoulder and still went about 15, 20 minutes against right. a very large uh, athlete in Keith Lee to win that championship um, match. But when I look at it and I saw him, I'm not going to lie, dude, I went holy <laughs> because nobody yeah. saw that coming. No. And you, you, you bring up... <laughs> You bring up his first quote-unquote run. Man, it was embarrassing, right? For what I knew at NXT, for what we saw, it was like, this isn't it. Sure, this isn't sure. what worked at NXT, and I think that is the point. Things that worked at NXT now are going to transition to Raw and SmackDown. They're not going to be sugar-coated. They're not going to be watered down. If it's not broke, don't fix it. And you talk about, we always talk about new stars. You're telling me that guy was made into a main event player in a span of 60 seconds on SmackDown? That made yep. it must watch. And it goes back to last week and it goes into raw too. You hooked me as a viewer. There's a cliffhanger, the element of surprise. And it goes back to what I've talked about with you a number of times. I loved it, man. And I loved it also for the guy. I loved it for the character and I loved it for the story that we're going to see. And it's a big time injection of new blood into a main event. Huge. Scene that in the opinion of many 
could really use it. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Who's going to knock off Roman Reigns? Nobody. I don't even know if Drew McIntyre is going to be that guy. Could it be Cross? The visual of Scarlet flipping the hourglass in the ring, walking away from Roman and the entire bloodline to me was just so different. It's been so long since we've seen anything like that. It was a warning shot. It was an opening salvo. It was, boom, here we are. The sands of time are running on you, Roman Reigns. Like, wow, what a statement. It was awesome. I cannot wait to see more of. I want to fast forward a few days to Monday Night Raw because we're talking about new faces. This is a little bit of a different scenario. Now, of course, we had the arrival of Dakota, Dakota Kai, EO Sky. Don't worry, Bailey. I screw it up on here all the time, too. almost pulled it <laughs> I don't blame her. She did it in the ring on Raw, and I went, I, I, I have done, and I will continue to do the same thing probably for, oh. for months to come. We've got some, some new faces there, and I want to talk about Champa because by no means in the WWE universe is Champa a new face. If you follow NXT, as you and I do, you know all about Champa and what he is. Since he's arrived on Monday Night Raw, he's played second fiddle to Miz, right, which believe it or not, to everybody who was upset initially, you have to introduce characters for the broader audience. So we say, hey, Champa, Champa is rubbing up against Miz. They, he's associated. Miz is a big star. He's got star power. In the wrestling world, we call that giving somebody the rub. So maybe you should pay attention to this guy, this Champa guy. I've never seen him before, but oh, okay. What we saw on Monday night, in my opinion, was a coming out party for Champa to the broader WWE universe. Those of us who have watched new, we know what he's capable of. We know what a workhorse he can be and the, the epic matches he's been known for over the years. But the majority of our audience knew him as Miz's new sidekick or, or what's the word I'm looking for? His, his charge, lackey. something to that effect. Lackey, maybe. I, I hate to use the word lackey because that sounds I less would than. I too, but, yeah, you're right. But what we all saw... Uh, in one night, in the span of one fantastic match with Bobby Lashley, Champa elevated his own stock. It's the old adage in this business. One guy goes over, two guys get over. Meaning, one guy's going to win the match. But in the grand scheme, both guys came out of that matchup better for what they did. Lashley, because Lashley continues to dominate and be a, an incredible representative of the United States Championship, and now, you know, Champa, man, that guy was, that was pretty good. That guy almost beat Bobby Lashley. So now maybe you'd never known about Champa being NXT champion or, or the, the, any of his past or the time he spent literally traveling the globe, but you got a glimpse of that Monday night. And in my opinion, and I think the opinion of many, it really raised the stock of Champa. You know, I, I can speak very finely of Champa. Do you know the relationship that I have with him on, on a personal level? But there's something you brought up that kind of sparked something inside of me that I think is so true and it's not talked about. And and that's the fact that we go back to NXT and you talk about a Karrion Cross or a Dakota Kai and, and even a Champa in this instance. We can't hide the fact that the eyes on NXT aren't the same eyes that are on Raw and SmackDown. So while you will have people on social media that I'm sure tweet you that go, why are you telling me about this guy? I already know about him. Not everybody does. As you said, the, the broader audience needs to be reminded, A, who the guy is, see what he can do, but also you need that rub. And I don't think I'm, I'm saying anything wrong here, personally. The eyes aren't the same. No, it, it's, it's a fraction. The NXT audience on 
Tuesday nights is a fraction of what we refer to as the WWE universe. Some would say it's the most passionate, the most hardcore fans of WWE. That corner of the WWE universe, that's who populates the viewership for NXT. That's the same oftentimes group of fans that keep other companies alive and they know what's going on in Japan and they follow the independents. They're the most passionate, arguably the most vocal segment of our fans, but you need to keep in mind that just because you watch every Tuesday night, just because you followed so-and-so from their days on the independents does not mean, in fact, quite the opposite, that everybody watching Monday Night Raw, which is, you know, well over a million people in the neighborhood of two million people every week, maybe, maybe 20%, and that's, I think, generous estimate. I think you're very generous with that. I, I think I am being very generous. Know anything about these guys. You know what I mean? So there, there's an acclimation process. There's an introduction process for us. Yes, I understand why if Champ has been your favorite guy and you followed him and you loved everything he did in NXT and then he shows up as Miz's sidekick, I can understand why somebody would do a double take and say, wait a minute, what are they doing? What are they doing to my guy? There's a rhyme and there's a reason for everything. And I truly get the feeling that now with all of the changes that are happening behind the scenes, we're going to get to see a lot more new faces. We saw in the closing moments of Monday Night Raw, Dexter Loomis appeared. I don't know what that is. I knew nothing about it. And truth be told, and we were talking before we started recording, AJ Styles cleared the monitors off of our uh, off of our desk during his street fight with The Miz. And you know, Vic, as well as I do, that as commentators, we are trained to discuss what is happening on our monitor because that's what the fans at home are seeing, right? It's hard to fly blind, right? You and I have the best seats in the house. We're literally feet away from the ring and these larger-than-life superstars, but... We are instructed and taught to call the action on the monitor because that's what the people at home, if I start talking about a move or something that's going on and and the fans at home can't see it, then it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make anything any better. So Styles took out of our, our monitors and I'm watching and I'm looking around and I see this scuffle on the other side of the barricade for me and I see police and I'm like, oh, the human part of me is just curious going, what the hell's going on over there? And then when he stood up, and took the hood off, and I realized it was Dexter Loomis, it very much was like, wait, what's happening? I was completely caught off guard and to the point where I went, oh, no, did, did I spoil something? Did I see something that we weren't supposed to? Because I didn't know if it was on TV. I wasn't sure, and I didn't want to all of a sudden just bring up a guy's name who, to my knowledge, wasn't under contract here. I'm not going to start talking about his name on Monday Night Raw if, it's, if there's not a rhyme or a reason, but I love the, to your point, the cliffhangers, the elements of surprise. You got to keep people guessing. What made the Attitude Era such a great period in wrestling? You didn't know what the hell was going to happen next. Exactly. That's the point of the cliffhanger. Correct. Yeah. And, and not everything needs to be a surprise. Not everything needs to, because not everything is going to captivate you in that way. But right now, in the past few weeks, I, I am having more fun calling Monday Night Raw because I love being surprised. And we talked about it on here. I, I've t- told a million stories. I prefer to not have any clue what's happening on the show because I get to react. I get to be a fan. I get to react in the way and, and play the role of super knowledgeable wrestling fan rather than snarky bad guy announcer. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, You get to react in real time as if you're on a couch with correct. your friends. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. And I love that because, listen, let's be perfectly honest. It's hard to fake a surprise. (laughs) 
in any in any aspect of life. If if you if if your your girl is throwing you a surprise birthday party and you already know about it, it takes effort to go, oh my God, I didn't know anything about that. I don't want to know. I love being surprised. And I love that we've been getting so much of it and it continues. And I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. I, I don't think it does either. And that's what, at least in the short run, which is what's refreshing to me, getting to sit home and watch Raw and SmackDown. I, I do want to ask you one question. When it comes to a Dakota Kai, when it comes to a Karrion Cross and a Dexter Loomis, when we would see those NXT superstars go to a Raw and SmackDown, you'd see a change. Might be a subtle change. Might be a huge change. Do you think moving forward, when someone's coming from Tuesdays to either Mondays or Fridays, they're going to be in that exact same character mold? I think a slight tweak is almost always, I would say, in the 90 percentile, some tweak or change is necessary. Because to that point, now it's a whole different animal. NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown is a completely different environment. Yes, it's the same business. Yes, it's the same company, a lot of the same producers, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the, the purposes are different. NXT is about gaining experience. It's about learning exposure. It's, it's developmental. Basically, you know, it, it, I know depending on which week it is, sometimes we call it that, sometimes we don't. But that's the purpose of it. It is to develop talent for that next level. So you can get there, but you don't get that finishing coat of paint those finishing touches until it comes time for Monday Night Raw. I, I've seen Scarlett and, and Cross do their entrance in NXT a million times, but tell me it didn't look way cooler on Friday night with the, the eagle or whatever bird that lying. is flying in on a massive scale, on our full-blown Tron. And, and just the way Scarlett's get up and her appearance was just unique and wild. And, and Cross looks different than the last time we saw him, which is, in, in my opinion, important. But he looks like a badass. He looks like a star. I love that package. I think those two are going to be big-time players for hopefully years to come. And I think maybe of all the new faces we're seeing, I think Cross may make the biggest impact the fastest of all of the people and all of the changes that are happening. I think Cross stands to gain a lot in this. And I'm personally just very excited. I, I like the guy. I got a lot of respect for him. I've known him for a while. Uh, and I just love what they bring to the table. And, and while I'm, while I'm giving people their flowers, Vic, I did it on Twitter Monday night, actually, when I drove home from Cleveland, which let me tell you, there's something to waking up in your own bed, being able to drive two hours to work, do a full day of fun Monday night raw and take two hours and be home in my own bed. Again, I was sitting in my kitchen at about, I don't know, one in the morning, two o'clock. And I had about 11 Red Bulls because I just called raw and drove <laughs> home and I'm just sitting in my kitchen and I'm like, man, you know what? Angelo Dawkins had another damn banger. Sure did, didn't he? We've talked two weeks in a row, man, both Street Profits. And granted, they're in there with Rollins, who we all know how I feel about Rollins. I think he's the best in-ring competitor in the world right now. I think everything Rollins touches turns to gold. But it takes two to tango. Last week, it was Montez. And Montez had everybody in that arena believing, uh-oh, he's going to do it. He's going to knock off Rollins. And we've talked to Dawkins on here about it, how everybody has already earmarked Montez for single stardom. And I'm not questioning that. I still believe that with every fiber of my being. But I think everything that Dawkins has done, and we talked about it, and if you haven't heard it, look back in the archives. It's here a few weeks ago. Dawkins hung out for a whole episode. Dawkins realized, I don't want to be Marty Jannetty. I'm not going to let myself become the other street prophet. Dawkins has stepped up. His physique looked great. He's gotten in, in better shape. 
He's constantly adding to his in-ring repertoire. And Angelo Dawkins hung and nearly beat Seth Rollins on Monday Night Raw, to which I'm not betraying any secrecy here. I sent a text message yesterday to Rollins after I was thinking about this and reliving that match back, knowing we were going to talk about this. And I said, when he walked into FCW all those years back in basketball shorts and sneakers, I'm sorry, I think they were house shoes at the time, Knowing Dawkins, they were definitely house shoes. House shoes. And I said, I texted Rollins and I said, did you ever think that you would be having a banger on Monday Night Raw with that dude? And he replied, not I, sir. Not I ever. And I went, well, you did. And my God, I, I and I'm, I'm excited. Dawkins is a friend of mine. I, I feel a connection. You know how you have, have people that you come up with, especially you have it in NXT or people who you're close with and who you connect with beyond the business. So to see the work, the effort that is evident that Angelo Dawkins continues to put in, keeps raising his stock. Is he, is he there yet? No, I think Montez is still a solid step ahead. But in a, in a short period of time, a matter of two or three months, man, Dawkins, I think, has completely done a 180. And now I, 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 I sent something out on Twitter. I now, in my heart of hearts, truly believe that both Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins have what it takes to be main event singles players in WWE. And I, I echo what your statement is because you have spoke very passionately about that. And I want to throw this out there too, something that's really exciting. He's gotten the opportunity. New stars are being created, which is going to lead to fresh matchups like Seth Rollins and Angelo Dawkins. You didn't know you needed it and you want it again. That's what is so taking me back sitting at home is on Mondays and Fridays, those new fresh type of matchups that we're going to get to see because men and women are getting opportunities to shine and they're taking the bull by the horns and you're either going to float or you're going to sink. Bottom line. You swam or you sank. Yeah, either whatever. Way. Float, I guess sink, you weren't totally wrong. Thing. Hey, listen, it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time in the company, in the business. Lots of people are going to be getting opportunities. It's up to you what you do with it. The same can be said for our guests today. Two fresh faces who will be taking part in the WWE Women's Tag Team Title Tournament, which kicked off this past Monday on Raw. You may know them from NXT 2.0. If you don't know them, listen up. It is my pleasure to welcome Zoe Stark and Nikita Lyons. Well, not only are we bringing in two of the brightest spots in NXT, we also could be introducing the very next WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Zoe, Nikita. Zoe, I'm going to start with you. It was a surprise to many about you both being entered into the WWE Women's Tag Team Title Tournament. How did your initial reaction come out when you got a phone call or a text or however it happened? So I didn't get either of those. Actually, Shawn Michaels pulled me aside, which already threw me off. And he sat down and was like, oh, okay, this is a serious conversation we're about to have right now. So uh, he sat me down and saying that, you know, we're getting this opportunity to be a part of the SmackDown, uh, SmackDown and Raw tournament for the tag titles. So I was very excited because I go back to me as a child. The six-year-old little girl would be freaking out, jumping out of her chair and everything. So I had to use all of my composure and just be just sink in that moment. And Nikita, you know, for you, you have a different journey than obviously Zoe that we'll get to. You've been on TV less than a year, but now you're getting such a, a great opportunity to compete on raw or SmackDown for this championship. Yeah. It's, 
literally insane. Um, I remember, in fact, I remember Zoe was at my tryout and she was the one pushing me like, let's go girl, attack the ropes, you know, giving me advice and now getting to team with her and be in this tag team tournament. It is literally mind blowing. And I am a six year old little girl coming down when I found out like it's amazing and I'm extremely grateful. Once the initial shock of realizing you're receiving this opportunity wore off, did you guys find that you had any sort of nerves? What was your first step to prepare for this opportunity? Yes. Very, very nervous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I found out, I was nervous, but excited, but yeah. like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> I think we're both still trying to process yes. the information today because yeah. it just wasn't something that either of us were expecting. No. So a lot of excitement, but very, very nervous. But we're also very prepared and really ready to show everyone what the NXT girls can do. You know, I know you guys um, a lot better, obviously, than Graves knows you and maybe some that are listening to the show. Nikita, I want to come back to you for a moment here. Less than a year, but what was your journey like to get to WWE? Because you come from an entertainment background, but at the same time, you can also legitimately beat the holy hell out of just about every female or man on the roster. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, where do I even start? Honestly, I see it. You know that uh, metaphor of the glacier? A lot of people don't see that foundation that's under the water, that all the hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, sacrifices, 19 years for me to get where I am now. I started in the entertainment industry at three, four years old. I just turned 23. Um, and a lot of people be like, oh, you were a kid, this and that. No, your kid was grinding that entire time. I promise you, like a lot of people only see like, oh, the overnight success. But in reality, it was constant rejection, constant. You're too thick to play this role. You should dye your hair brunette. You, you know, you'll never be the hot girl, this and that. And I'm like, really watch this. You know what I'm doing <laughs> behind my hand. So it's it's been such a long journey but without that journey you know I wouldn't be who I am now as far as knowledge within my head and I still have so much to learn but um yeah I started with dance and then I did a strip tease my first recital at two years old my mom was like uh-uh you need martial arts you need to learn how to have discipline and, yes yeah so my outfit was itchy okay I was a two-year-old in sequence and I was like get it off and they were like no so anyway they put me in martial arts I loved it uh taekwondo to be exact at the time I got my black belt in that I never missed a day of it got back into dance continued with dance while still, you know, being an enthusiast for MMA. And then I got into music as well at 12 years old. Uh, the whole storyline with my dad being, you know, in a rock band, that's all true. All of it's true. My mom was really a groupie. She would tell you herself. <laughs> like, it's really all like my real life. And that's why this is like my baby, because I'm like sharing with the world what kind of really happened. You know, of course, there's some twists in there, but it really comes from my heart. So uh, that this journey all the way up until now, long story short, is it's just been a roller coaster of hopping over obstacles, overcoming people who don't believe in you. Because what's most important is I believed in me. You know, I had I'm very grateful for my family because they believed in me. They said, forget what they're all saying, because one day 
somebody's going to say yes. <laughs> you throw a bunch of things at the wall and something's going to stick. And sports entertainment has been that outlet. Um, right out of high school, I graduated in 2017. I was like, yeah, probably not going to go to college, parents. Sorry. But they were very supportive about it. I've always been a creative mind. Both my parents are entrepreneurs, so I always had that mindset. Um, and I was like, maybe I'll get into try to get into UFC and try to get into fighting. But like, also my other dreams and goals are to star my own action films and do my own stunts and tour around the world with my music. But how could I also implement fighting? Sports entertainment. It's literally my dream that it, it just all makes sense. It like clicked like puzzle pieces. And uh, back, uh, I got into a little bit of professional wrestling back in California. Uh, right out of high school, kind of just like it was a tryout for a TV show <laughs> and it was all women's TV show and I booked it. And then the callback was, you know, in the ring. And I was like, this is so freaking cool. And it just makes so much sense. And even over there, I was able to make my own entrance music, sing it, come out, sing it, have a match. Like that is my goal to be able to do that at WrestleMania. That is my goal. So there you go. <laughs> She's got it all planned out. My God, yeah, that, that was a my, goal. Yeah, Dang. that was that was a career worth of answers right there. But <laughs> that's excellent. I could keep going, but I was like, let me stop. And <laughs> uh, Zoe, same question to you. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you arrived in the world of WWE. So I uh, was born and raised in California, and I moved around a lot. But the one thing that always stuck around with me was WWE. Uh, I watched it every single night, you know, every night it was on, uh, with the, I would put in the VHS tape, put it in, uh, and push record if I was gone. And if I was away from home, I would beg my mom. It's like, we got to go home now. because I want to watch it live. I need to go see what's going on. It's always just been the number one thing in my life. I've always been very athletic, played baseball for about 12 years as a shortstop. And, uh, after a certain point, when I hit high school, I just kind of fell away from baseball, but I always continued on with wrestling. The other thing I should mention, I grew up in San Bernardino, which was not a very good area. It's, it's one of the top 10 or cities to grow up in. So my dad wouldn't let me outside. So what would I do? I would watch wrestling. I would play the video game. It's always been the number one constant in my life. So as soon as I was done with high school, I moved down to Salt Lake City of all places. And I uh, found a wrestling school. And I started training there in 2012. This year is going to be my 10 years of wrestling. So Salt Lake City, that's where I started. I was wrestling there for about two years. And then I moved down to Dallas, wrestled there for a couple of years. Then I moved down to Vegas. And then that's where everything really started to flourish for me. Uh, started doing some different things, small parts on like other companies. And then finally I got my shot for a WWE tryout. And... They like me and they, you know, they hired me. And when you get that moment of like, this is the number one thing I've been working for. Like there were no other plans for me. Like this, this was the end all be all for me. There was nothing else, you know? So I was completely focused and committed to this career. So the moment I got that call, it's like, (laughs) when it's, it's just shocking and it's, it's a whirlwind and it's like, it's just such a big blessing when you work so hard for 10 years. 
Oh, it's understandable. I mean, you, you you can't ever lose sight of that. And that's a thing, speaking as somebody who's been in this company for almost 11 years, I, I did the independence and everything, traveled the world before I got here. I, I understand what you're feeling. It, you you have Your dream is in your fingertips. Now what happens next, it's kind of on, it, it, on you guys. You know what I mean? The decisions you make, the effort you put in. And, and you guys right now, <laughs> take take your time. It's cool. I, I can fill time for a living. That's what I do. <laughs> but... but but you guys, you guys both have massive opportunities right now. Uh, you know, who knows what happens? Maybe you show up, maybe you guys become WWE women's tag team champions, or if nothing else, you guys are going to have the eyes of the entire WWE universe on you in this tournament. Vic and I were talking before you guys joined about how NXT is still a, a fraction of the WWE universe. It's a, it's a small corner and it's, you know, the most passionate of our fan base but you're going to get a lot of new people, a lot of new eyes on you. What are you guys doing, Nikita? I want to start with you to prepare differently, knowing that you're going to be on Raw or SmackDown in the next several weeks as part of this tournament. How are you preparing differently versus a standard week at NXT? I'm just fully focused. Coming yeah. to the gym, I'm going to be, once we're done here, I'm going to get into the ring and we're going to start working together, figuring yeah. out what we can do as a team. Yeah, and I feel like, too, a lot of it is mental. Sure. A lot of it is mentally preparing, and I'm very big on <laughs> law of attraction, manifesting, visualizing, and visualize. Like every night, I will be visualizing that moment when we walk out. Yeah. You know, I can't plan. I don't. I'm not saying I'll plan everything. We can never plan everything in life because it's gonna throw things at you that you didn't plan, and Let's you have to. Yeah, plan. you have yeah. to know how to, you know, get back on track or you know, work through those obstacles. But I believe mentally preparing alongside with us working in the ring together, um, which we are already doing, yes, you know, somewhat, yeah, but yeah. even more so now and mentally preparing every single night. I'll be on my meditation <laughs> <laughs> for real. Like a lot of people are like, oh, she's wacko. But listen, it works yeah. clearly. So right. um, yeah, just the mental preparation and just remain reminding myself of all that hard work that we've both been through uh, the different paths brought us to the same place. And I just, I'm a strong believer in everything happens for a reason. And yeah. A lot of oh. manifesting. We were <laughs> yes. talking about that before we come on, came um, on. Yeah. It's like, I, so I have a dream board at home right in front of my uh, door yes. and it's raw SmackDown, all the championships yeah. and all that. And now you know, I'm going to finally be able to take one of those off SmackDown. And then hopefully, you know, that becomes a permanent thing after that. You know, you guys are, are looking towards the WWE Women's Tag Team title tournament. You're taking on Natalia, Sonia Deville. Natalia recently actually was in NXT. What's it going to be like for both of you? And again, Zoe, I'm going to start with you because this is something I can really feel you're passionate about. You're going to be in the ring with Sonya Deville with perhaps one of the greatest female superstars ever in WWE, that being Natalia. What are you going to have to bring out of yourself to stay in the moment, you know, not to let everything overwhelm you? Oh, man, that's a great question. You know, as you're in the backstage, you're already overwhelmed. But I feel like every single time I go into the ring, it's like I'm fully focused on what's in front of me. It's I'm not really thinking about everything else. I'm looking at Natalia. I'm looking at Sonia. And I know exactly what they do and what I need to do. If that makes sense. Studying them all the time. Same for me. I'm fo it's like tunnel vision. Like yeah. stepping into that ring, there's the crowd, even here at NXT, the crowd's going, going, going. But I'm right here. Like, okay, let's do what we got to do. 
study them, and I know what I got to do. So just like was always said, pretty much. You got to keep your uh, keep your head on a swivel in the lead up to this tag team opportunity because you have another singles individual opportunity in the more immediate horizon where you get to challenge the uh, NXT Women's Champion Mandy Rose. Talk about what this opportunity means to you. Having missed how long was it with, with your knee injury? Almost a year. Uh, so it was supposed to be a year, but I beat that. So it's been about eight and a half to nine months. I was I came back about four months early and. Look, I was listening to Mandy when she was on this podcast and she was saying that she doesn't know me. The thing is, I don't want Mandy to know me. You know, I have all the advantage. I know Mandy Rose at this point. I've been watching her for the eight and a half months that I was gone. I know all of her flaws. I know all of her holes. So I'm going to use that as an advantage. Mandy, she thinks that she needs to know me? No. I want to hide all of that. You know, so I'm really excited. I have a game plan inside my head and I know she'll probably go after my leg, of course. No, why would it? Why would she? So I'm gonna have to kind of keep that leg back and just move forward. You can also find yourself in a situation. You talk about your dream board, your mood board. You could be wearing two pieces of gold in the very near future, Zoe. WWE Women's Tag Team Champion, NXT Women's Champion. I couldn't imagine what I would feel like if that were happening to me. If Graves, you and I won the you tag never, team titles, you never which won could happen. In your life, Vic. You, Thanks, you man. Never I really appreciate the come up ever, and really giving me ever. some self confidence. Appreciate that. That's Thanks. what I'm here for. I'm, I'm unreal. I'm all about positivity. Your little ray of pitch black. <sighs> Anyways, as I was saying, Zoe, have you thought about that? You talk about manifesting and looking into the future and in a crystal ball. Have you thought about? that girl that left high school to move to Salt Lake City to go to Dallas to get this call in Las Vegas, and then all of a sudden, very soon, you could be looking at not one but two championships in this company? You know, I, I'm a person that takes one step at a time, and I didn't really think about that until you just said it. You know, Good job, um, Vic. I was, Way to go. Way to, derail. <laughs> Way to derail the women from their opportunity. It would be amazing to have both of those titles. I had no idea how I would feel. Probably very emotional, obviously, and probably start crying in front of the whole WWE universe. <laughs> Realistically, <laughs> you know, it's just you start thinking of that little girl and how blessed we both are to get mm-hmm. this opportunity. Yeah, but one step at a time, you know. Tuesday, I'm focused on Mandy, and then once I get that title, now I can really start thinking about having two golds around my waist. One step at a time. I love it. Nikita, I want to ask you, uh, you obviously have a very strong presence on social media. Uh, your your videos and your photos are all, all over the place. And you mentioned earlier in the first question we asked you about having uh, issues with you didn't fit a certain stereotype or you weren't eligible for a role because you, to use your words, you said you were too big for that role or whatever that might be. Talk to me about the, the body positivity aspect of what you bring and how important that is to the WWE universe and to fans around the world. I would love to answer the question. (laughs) So where do I start? I started my social media. I was in middle school and I believe I was like 12, even 11 years old. But of course, at that time, it was fun. But even at that age, I was thinking business. I was like, okay, I have somewhat of a plan where I want to go with my life. I'm a creative mind. I'm going to grind to get where I want to be. And growing your social media organically is extremely hard. You know, a lot of people will go to buying followers or comments and buying likes and all of that. But at the end of the day, doing that, it will, you know, stab you in your own back because it'll just like it doesn't work. So whoever's trying to do that, don't do that. Long story short, don't waste your time. Yeah, literally don't. And what I did was, you know, 
again, years and years of, of collaborating with other influencers, other creators, things like that to try and help each other gain those followers. But even in that circle, some of the time it was like, you know, like they were sleep on sleeping on your girl. Okay. They were sleeping on me for the longest time. And that's okay because now karma. So <laughs> literally it's the body positivity part comes in because I know I'm not the only one, you know, this is all natural. So those of you out there who are trying to be like BBL, yeah, no, <laughs> your girl's all natural. I, you know, last tried to come at me for that and it didn't work because girl, the Lord gave it to me. So <laughs> I'm just saying, clearing that up. But I know no matter what body type you are, this is how you were made. This is how God, this is what God gave you. This is our temple. Because realistically, who we are is not a body. Who we are is our soul. This is just our cover for this time on earth. Okay. And I'm grateful and blessed for the, for the temple that I've received. But I just want to encourage every woman and man that, you need to love who you are while working for what you want. I'm not exactly right where I want it. Like I always see room for improvement for myself, but you have to love and embrace who you are, you know? And I'm still in that journey of like, Oh, cellulite. Hi, (laughs) I'm embracing it. But I want other women to also embrace it because guess what? That's just part of our making and we can work on ourselves and grind every day to become better, but not look in the mirror and hate who we are because I've been there already because of all of being in entertainment. It is unfortunately how, you know, a lot of it is looks and, you know, again, bringing my parents into it, they've always said, you know, stay grounded in who you are and instilling that morality. And now you know, a lot of people may perceive like, show like, oh, she's like trying to be sexy and this and that. No, this is how I feel confident. A lot of people don't understand that when I'm wearing sexy outfits or like, yes, my are out. So what? It's because I feel confident like that. And there shouldn't be a problem. If you have a problem with that, that's an internal problem because I'm just living And being who I want to be. And I want to encourage other people to be able to self-express. This is how I self-express. In fact, all of our bodies are art. You know, all those Greek art, like the statues, they're all naked. Because they're art. Our bodies are literally art. And that's how I see it. And now I'm, of course, going to be classy with it. But I'm... That's my reasoning. And like I did I recently did a photo shoot and all gold body paint. And it's like lioness inspired. I'm like literally wearing pasties and like it's like barely anything. But the point of it was being in a bare environment where I'm just expressing my true form, my true self. And I just I really want to instill that in people to be confident in who they are. And it doesn't happen overnight. Again, I'm still working on it and have been working on it my entire life so far. But um, I just want to encourage people to love who they are while working for what you want. I love that. I, I think that's super important. I feel that you were holding that in for a very long time, Nikita. That you just wanted to explode with all that information. And you were like, oh, you just said that? Here's what I got to say. 23 years of pent-up aggression. This, 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 this. this. Like, you just went off. That's what this platform's for, though, right? Yes, exactly. I, I, I agree that everyone's body is art. And Vic, you you are like a stick figure, which is also some sort of drawing. This is not so, going mean, to turn that's... into me becoming a punching bag for you three today. 
Come on. I mean, that's pretty much what it's going to be. Yeah. So I want to ask you, you mentioned how you grew up on this. You were, you were a fan. You mentioned VHS tapes, which I feel like I almost need to explain to half of our listeners because people don't oh, even know, know what right? those are anymore. <laughs> but, but so, so what does it mean to you now to wake up every day and come into the performance center or to have a personal relationship with a Shawn Michaels or any number of coaches and superstars that you get to interact with? What, what's your feeling, your vibe uh, knowing that you're at this point now interacting and coexisting with some people that were heroes to you? Uh, I do every single day. <laughs> I love coming into this yeah. performance center and I love being here and talking with all the coaches, learning as much as I can. And then even like helping out other uh, students here who are learning, you know, Nikita. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's what I love to do. So this, I always call it, this is like my home. I, I, I would live here if they would let me. Don't give him any ideas. Yeah, that's very true, actually, coming from Graves. He's said that to me a few times in, in my journey here. I, I do want to pull the curtain back for a moment here, Zoe, specifically with you, because I think this is something that nobody knows. During your injury, you actually took on a producer role because you love this business so much that you know that at any moment something can be taken away from you. What does that mean in, in your own mind in, internally? Like, I love it so much. I want to be a producer. I want to go do this. Why is it important to you to learn every aspect of this business? Well, to become a, a better performer, number one. I mean, I knew I was going to come back and I knew producing is going to help me inside the ring. You know, it's like when you coach somebody, two people are learning. You're learning twice, right. And I'm learning at the same time because now I'm really having to think about it. You know, so it's amazing to be able to do both sides. And then you get a different uh, side of like, oh, this is what producers have to go through. I had no idea. Do you keep that in mind now? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. you know, people kind of want to go off and do their own thing. And it's like it throws off the producer. It throws off the camera guys. It throws off everyone. So it's like you have to be in full communication with everyone. You know, yeah. we're all a team in this. So you can't just go rogue and go do your own thing. We need to help each other. We're all, we all have the same goal. We all want to have a great match. We all want to tell the story. I want you guys to compare and contrast one another. Zoe, you coming from the independence and always having this singular dream of wrestling. And Nikita, you've obviously always wanted to be involved in entertainment and fit, in athletics and, and that, that sort of vibe, but not necessarily having past experience before arriving to WWE. Was there something that you maybe took to a little easier? Or Zoe, was there something that you struggled with? doing it the WWE way now that there are lights and cameras and producers and all these different angles that maybe you'd never experienced before. Did you, did you guys ever discuss that with one another about what you, what you gravitated toward? Not yet. <laughs> I'm giving you, I'm giving you, uh, I'm giving you material for the car ride. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a whole different ball game. You know, when you come from the Indies to the WWE, it's a completely different system. So it, it throws you off guard in a, big way but i'm sure with you coming from dance and acting it's a little easier i would say as far as the you know tv wise and tr being more aware of cameras and things like that it has been easier but i'm learning now what she knows you know about yeah. as right. far as you know what i mean so i feel like actually light bulb like us being a team i feel like now we can like help each other yeah. with what we're like yin and yang like what we're lacking we can Definitely. help each other with yeah and then the other thing it's like I, 
you know, with acting, like you're used to coming out outside of your shell and having more confidence. That's something, yeah. Right. So I'm like, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's something that I always have a hard time with. She's yeah. already starting to pull it out of me a little. Bit. Oh, stop. <laughs> that makes me real good. Guys, becoming a team right here on After the Bell. It's an amazing thing, thing to see. You, you know, you bring up something really cool between both of you, and it kind of was a light bulb in my own mind, how Nikita, you come from entertainment. Zoe, you came from Nindies. But even Zoe sitting here going, wow, man, if I take one too many steps to the left, the camera guy's got to shift. And then what are the announcers going to say? And before you guys came on, Graves and I were talking about when the monitors go down, we have to fly blind because we don't know what the audience is seeing. It's a very interesting, um, I guess, way we all work together. And I think it's cool that you guys are seeing that too. And it's very cool for me to see it now from your eyes a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. It's quite the journey, Graves. There's nothing else in the world quite like it. Obviously, you guys have massive opportunities ahead. Uh, but let's let's take a snapshot, so to speak. Let's. This is going to live on in the archives. So hopefully years down the road, we can say, oh, hey, remember when I did that for the first time? I'm going to give you each your time. I'll start with you, Nikita. What is the ultimate goal of Nikita Lyons in WWE? <sighs> Nikita Lyons, my main goal is... To climb up the ladder, first of all, I want to put my work in. I want to be able to put my work in to get that and earn that spot of being WWE Women's Champion. I want to go through, you know, I've never had anything just given to me. I've never had anything on a silver platter. So I like that. Give me the work. And my goal is to be WWE's Women's Champion. Raw or SmackDown or both. (laughs) <laughs> oh, love it. There we go. There we go. Let's shoot, shoot for the moon. We can start with NXT Women's Champion, and then we can work up. You might have to run through your pal there. That's right. Yeah, also, yeah. <laughs> we'll that but first, relax. Let me first, and then maybe <laughs> and then we, we can talk. fight. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but first, women's tag team champions. Boom. Yes. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Zoe, what about you? What does the future look like for Zoe Stark? Number one, obviously NXT Women's Championship, but I want to be a uh, Grand Slam champion. I want to carry all of the titles in WWE. And major one for me has always been to main event WrestleMania. That's my biggest goal for WWE. I love it. The blueprint's been laid out. Straight to the point. That's exactly what I want. Hey, yeah, that's no, no words. <laughs> yeah, it's crystal clear right there. Oh, I'm working my ass to get there. So let's Zoe didn't want to poetically wax that. She just said, I want a main event WrestleMania. Thank you for the question and a good day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was, that, that was it. <laughs> I'm all like, Duh! and she's like, yeah. I want this. <laughs> I'm straight and direct, man. That's all I want. Yeah. Before I let you guys go, this has been very informative to me. As I mentioned at the stop, at the top of the show, I know who you guys are. I see what you do in the ring, but it's really cool to actually get to interact and discuss. I need something about each of you that maybe the WWE universe does not know that you would like them to know. This is the platform. You could throw it out there. I don't care if it's a hidden talent. I don't care if it's a, a another goal, if it's a deep, dark secret. If you want to make fun of Vic Joseph, whatever it is, mm. this is your time. But, uh, I mean, that's, that's mm. always a standing offer to make fun of Vic. So I was always big into art. I love to draw uh, cartoon characters and things like that. I've done jujitsu and competed in a few uh, tournaments. Okay. Did a little bit of kicking. Yeah. Those are my things that I kind of keep to myself. Hey, see, these are the things that you should tell, you need to tell me in advance. Well, I won't be on SmackDown if you have your match there, but 
The world needs to know that. We, we know Nikita kickboxes. I would have never had that little tidbit of information until I see I'm doing the Lord's work right now. Let's just be honest. Kickboxing really helped me in wrestling. Yeah. Cause that, that really showed me what an actual fight feels like. What about you, Nikita? <sighs> I feel like I'm pretty open. I feel like I've shared a lot of things, but I think something that I've just been hinting at on social media, but I don't blast it out there is I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier on the path of law of attraction and manifesting in that realm. I'm very big on, you know, and obviously everyone's going to have their opinion, like whatever. Um, I'm very big on crystals. I have some amethyst in my ear right now, (laughs) which, um, so crystal energy, um, honing in on your inner, like, power because we're all extremely powerful and our minds are extremely powerful. Like we were talking about earlier, if you say something and have no attachment to it, you'll most likely bring it into your existence. So I guess that's like the tip of the iceberg with that. I'm very big on energy and crystals and meditation. I sage my house, get all the negative energy out. <laughs> like I'm very big on that. So I feel like I haven't really voiced that out. So that's kind of like a hidden have you, have you had a conversation yet with SmackDown Women's Champion Liv Morgan? Uh, and do you know about Moonwater? Took it from me. Damn it. Moonwater. Do you know about Moonwater? Okay. I, well, I she, she was just on here a few weeks ago and taught Vic and I all about Moonwater. I got no so idea. I still don't so, get so it. So what you're saying, you're talking about these crystals. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we know this. We're experts, basically. We talked to Liv <laughs> for like 15 minutes. So what you do with crystals, you um, after you get them, you have to cleanse them in the ocean, or that's at least how I do it. You cleanse them in the ocean, so now they're purified, and then you charge them in the moon. So I can't go uh. get crystals and wash them in the sink and then stick them out in the backyard? No, you need like a river or like a pond or like something natural. natural. Yeah, natural because source. that, and you know, it's, everybody's different. You know, I'm, I'm not expecting everybody to be like, oh, crystals. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, she's right, but... Whoever does, like, there is, a. I feel, a lot of people who, you know, are invested in that and starting to, we're a collective consciousness. Like, we're all connected. And what people see and think about other people, that's what they see in themselves. So if somebody's being a troll, guess how they feel about themselves? I'm just saying. I don't have time to be negative or push negative energy on anybody. You're speaking Graves' love language right now because he's like, I agree with you. Yes, I do. Like, we have more in common than you realize. Like, I can't be straight to the point like Zoe. She has to teach me me that. But anyway, that's back into crystals. Love to meditate because we are a higher being living the human experience. Boom. Boom. Well, I am enjoying watching the development of your human experience. I'm manifesting a little good luck for both you ladies in the near future in the WWE Women's Tag Team Title Tournament. Zoe, good luck to you at Heat Wave, your match with Mandy Rose. And uh, thank you guys for hanging out. You're always welcome here on ATB. We had a great time. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you. That was educational, Vic. I learned a lot about these two women that I think have very, very bright futures in NXT and potentially beyond. And they could be the women's tag team champions before it's all said and done. Well, not only that, Zoe Stark could have two championships around her waist, the WWE Women's Tag Team titles and the NXT Women's Championship as she faces Mandy Rose this Tuesday at Heat Wave. No doubt about it. Thanks again to Zoe and Nikita for hanging out. Make sure you're following us at After the Bell WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me at WWE Graves. You can find him at Vic Joseph WWE. 
Listen for free on Spotify. Just search after the bell and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Make sure you're liking and you're commenting and you're subscribing and you're telling your friends. It helps. It helps. Vic and I got bills to pay, baby. (laughs) We will be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, and more WWE after the bell. 